Welcome to the 14th parak of Sefer Yeshaya. We are time for Nach. Uh, Yeshaya is, if you remember the 13th parak, so he was addressing the Bavel, or well, the, the state of Bavel. He was encouraging other people to invade, not, not in terms of actually going to them and telling them, hey, go invade, but in terms of prophecy. Now he's back to Kalan Israel. He's addressing the Kibbutz Goliath. Kleinsfeld, who come back from Bavel, and he talks about the future Gula, Rashi says at the beginning of the Barak. Uh, just note there's a bit of a machlokes amongst the Achronim, the Arflaner and others, about whether the main kibbutz Goliath happens, the main uh, the exiles, uh, redemption of the exiles, so to speak, the ingathering of the exiles comes before Mashiach or after Mashiach. But either way, Yeshai describes society, there'll be no evil, the nations will encourage Klal Yisrael to go back to their homeland, there'll be peace, there'll be simcha, tranquility. Because even the leaders who were previously merciless, because they had no rachamim, um, even they will rejoice at Klal Yisrael's success, they'll rejoice in the downfall of Bovel, and the leaders who seemed invincible will crumble. They're going to get their retribution, their punishment, they'll crumble. Yeshaya talks about how because of Nebuchadnezzar's cruelty to his own people, his body was, was smashed, was mutilated, Unlike enemy kings who were bad, other kings who, who were buried with respect and covered. It's interesting how even someone's death we see is indicative of how they, le- how they lived. If you remember Isabel, you know, how she was buried. Uh, if you remember other people, their burial. And even we find people who have requests how they should be killed. Interesting. Vinatsev also writes this. He says there's a difference between the elements of the Korach rebellion. There are different motivations. Korach had a certain claim. Das and Naviram just wanted any machlokas, rabble raisers, rousers, and the 250 people of Ruven, they wanted to genuinely become Kohanim. They wanted to serve in the Mishkan. Where does he get that from? So part is the wording of the first pasuk, but actually a main part is that they died in different ways. The 250 people died with an a fire from heaven that showed their motivations were different. Either way, death reflects life, of course. Um, Yeshaya talks about the Plishtim, uh, rejoiced at King Ahaz's death. They thought Chizkiah would, would not go to war. But Hashem said the opposite will occur. Chizkiah will run away, will run after the Plishtim and he'll seize their land. He also talks about that we're going to wipe out Bavel, Nebuchadnezzar's descendants, just as Hashem will wipe out Ashur as well. Uh, the Redak and Possek uh, test says that there was a remarkable event um, where Abel Mardov was in Tanet's son had his father removed from the grave to make sure that he was dead. Unbelievable. That's what it means. The positive test, he'll be sent from the grave. Just unbelievable. Um, he says, how so? Because Nebuchadnezzar earlier went insane for a little bit. Let's say that Daniel talks about this. And uh, he had his son imprisoned, but meanwhile becoming the king. So the son wanted to make sure he was dead. Amazing. From Posachov Dalad onwards, Yeshaya talks about Hashem's plan to destroy Ashur. That is Radak Hosek Chav Gimel. And that ends the 14th parak, parak Yodala Devishai.